Many years ago, a person came into my life. He was there exactly for three days, and in these three days, he gave me a library of human design materials, some of them translated into Russian, and I didn't even ask for these materials. So then, in three days, he disappeared just like that. These audio and text files began unraveling for me in the next few years. Long story short, I've been working as a human design teacher, coach, specialist, whatever you want to name it, since 2017. My personal experiment into human design started in 2012. My conscious spiritual journey started in 2003. My first encounter with spiritual literature happened in 1995. My first fairy tale was written in 1993. At that time, I did not know I was trying to heal myself and that in the future I would become a fairy tale therapist. My first meditation that I remember, which I did not know was a meditation at the time, happened in 1987 when I was five and I was talking to my body, bringing different sensations into it, which was devastating to tell you the truth because I could bring in the sensational right, but I couldn't subdue it. I could increase it, but I couldn't get rid of it. When I was four, I remember spending time with my siblings, having fun or pretending to be having fun. When in fact, I wanted to go home, if you know what I mean. Now you have a timeline of my spiritual journey, so to speak. And with this note in mind, I'll be sharing with you things about human design and related subjects that are working through me, living in me, and transforming as I live and breathe. these incredible long texts about manifestors, generators, projectors, and reflectors from Ra or Hu's words, which went through several layers of translation. It came into my hands in Russian, which means it was already translated from English, and it came in the audio format, so I transcribed it and edited it to make it vibe with me. I was very careful here because I didn't want to bring in any of my perspective into human design. But as a person who had been teaching English as a second language for some time, I know that Russian and English are not parallel languages and they have to be adjusted with one another to convey the true meaning. So I did my best. The next round of this text transformation happened when I translated that Russian edited texts back into English. Fun, huh? So here is the final version of what is a deeper look into every type in human design from Ra or Hu. So buckle up, it's going to be quite a ride. people who spend money hoping that it will help you to understand reflectors. I still think, why so many people? I will be speaking to reflectors. 
and you can listen in. Yesterday, I was talking about why I didn't give enough attention to projectors for so many years and why I gave it to generators. But when it comes to reflectors, I have barely spoken about them except for situations when I spoke about the lunar cycles, that they have opportunities only through the moon cycle. If I say that projectors are aliens to me, then imagine what happened when I truly, deeply became aware how very strange are these reflectors. What I am fascinated about reflectors' nature is something which is probably the genetic mutation. They are completely different from the rest. And it's obvious when you look at their design. When you look at their design, you are looking at nothing. It's something that I find incredible about human design. You can bring 59 reflectors, their designs, and all you see is those hanging gates in the white space. The life force which they can cling to. The joke about us, non-sacral beings, is that we are parasites. But if you are a manifester or a projector, you still have some life force, some vitality that works, which is innate through any channel that we have. But the most mysterious in this knowledge is that when you look at the non-life object, you know that there is a potential and it can become live at any moment. The wizard's dream about giving the vitality to any lifeless object, you know? And then you see a simple cell. And when you see a simple cell, you see if there is already a channel, and that's the potential of this channel, and we go from lifeless to living, into vitality, and it's something real. On a very basic, vivid level, when we think about this, it is very, very obvious. It's like the difference between a rabbit and a stone. You can immediately say which one has life and which one is lifeless. Who has the vitality here? You don't have to be a great scientist to understand the difference between the living and lifeless. And think about reflectors. For me, this thing is very obvious that everyone has this potential of life force. But when you can detach and see why they are, they are so different, that's because they are the only beings on this planet who takes this life force from the hold. If someone asks me which design is perfect, which is actually not a very smart question, but it doesn't matter, uh, my answer would be this, no activations whatsoever, a true reflector, no activations, no hanging gates, nothing, being alone with God, the true reflection, perfect one. When I think of reflectors in this way, I start understanding them. I try to mystically teach how it was all organized in life. A lot of things that we do on this plane and when we are locked into this homogenized non-self. And when you look at the solar charts, we all are dominated by sun, earth, and it's difficult for us to judge. It is our primary imprinting, and it is uniting us. The biggest joke with reflectors is that they don't have all of that. It's a big joke, because for them, sun and earth is something secondary. 
they are really not like us. They are truly different. They are not ruled by life force. It's not the sun which kills in their lives. It's the moon which guides them. They are not like us. You can't compare them. Here is one of the main subjects of this knowledge. To understand where you are conditioned. To understand which is your own, which you bring into this life, and what life brings you. But it matters only when you are talking about the sun types. If you are a projector and you have only two centers defined, you are open to everything, but you have this very fixed footmark. And this fixed imprinting gives you the reference point for conditioning. This is something that gives the conditioning power and challenge compared to something what is defined within you. This is a challenge for any of us. We can't deny the power of conditioning in our life. If you are a reflector, you are born in order to be conditioned. You were not born with any fixed imprinting. You weren't born with a fixed life force or any fixed direction where and when to go. My connection with other beings is specific. I remember when I just started my process here on the island, someone came to me to have me read his chart. There are these frames when you use them in order to find water, to understand if there is water at all. And that's how I started to measure the aura. I remember the earliest days when I was teaching people at home. During the breaks, I was measuring the aura with this frame. And I've realized that my hands were dangerous. Because when I was measuring, these were incredible auras. And that's how the long process of understanding the aura began. So that I could see something which I was understanding intellectually and something that I was teaching. Because it's the aura which tells our stories demonstrates us. My manifestor's aura is very specific. It is so obvious to me that it's not like anyone else's. You enter a generator's aura and it's so obvious for me that it's embracing, enveloping. And projectors who focus on you directly. And reflectors. We had a house in Quebec, Canada. And there were these small stones which lay there for centuries. I would take a stone and throw it across the lake and it would touch the water surface and it would continue jumping and it would never sink. That water is reflector. That stone is every one of us. And it never falls into the water, never truly penetrates the water, not really. It just glides over the surface, and we are not reflectors, so we don't understand that reflectors have this Teflon aura, which doesn't absorb anything. You are just gliding over it, and nothing is absorbing you. Or you are absorbed, but we can't really explain this process. Throughout this whole week, I'm talking about these signatures. Maybe the most difficult of all the signatures for understanding is this signature of surprise, which is reflector signature. 
just think about what it truly means. When I started describing reflectors, I described them as canaries. It was one of my traditional descriptions. The miners would take canaries underground because if there is a toxic gas, the canaries died first because they were very sensitive. Everyone knew then that if the canary is dead, you have to get out of there, there is poisonous gas. This way canaries saved people. It was my first description of reflectors, comparison with canaries. They are, in a way, the canaries of the humanity. They don't have a true role. This world is created for projectors and generators. It's not for anyone else. It's their world. But it doesn't mean that there is no place for manifestors and reflectors in there. But it's not our world, no. Generators and projectors decide where the planet is heading, what the consciousness will be moving towards. But I've learned something about the mystical process. You need a sign on the road. People which stand on the side of the road and say, yes, you're going the right direction. We need these signs. Reflectors are those road signs. And the problem of their conditioning is that they are created for working out this homogenized world. They have to do it. They are not here to work out abnormality. They are here to let this homogenized world through them as radars. Have you ever seen these pictures uh, when they try to track some object and they draw this line round and round? And they go round and round like that. And these screens with radars are reflectors. They are working out the environment around them just like a radar. And this circle, this line, is their lunar cycle. They are going around one lunar cycle in their process, keeping a close watch on the sky and their human environment. And then they make this sound, boom, and they start looking for something else. They are measuring the level of consciousness compared to the homogenized programming. If a reflector is not awakened, he becomes a servant of big problems. To be continued. Last time I told you about the online courses on human design. If you are thinking to become a human design specialist, this is the way to go. If you are thinking about finding out not only about yourself, but also about your loved ones, this is the way to go as well. What kind of courses did I already record? First of all, it's the courses on all the types in human design. This is for the total beginners. I'll speak about what human design is, what conditioning has to do with it, why do we have to love our story, then we go into all the types in human design, generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, projectors, reflectors. And there is there are a lot of practices for living your design. So there is more than three hours of video content in this first course, and you get access to it forever, and you go at your own pace. Next time I'll tell you about the other courses, and meanwhile you can tell me, are you interested? <laughs>
Would you like access to this course? Would you like to have a reading with me? Do you have any questions? Just send me a note. I always love hearing from you.